Welcome to episode 042, The Different Ways That We Respond to Crisis. Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. For one, before I dive into this week's episode, I would just like to let you know about the seven days of emotional alchemy. This is a free program that I'm running live on Facebook starting from today, Sunday, March 22nd and going for the next seven days. It's not too late to join. So please follow the link in the show notes and jump in. You can watch any of the replay lives if you've missed a previous day. This particular experience has been designed to support you to cope with the wild, crazy times that we are experiencing as a global community. This is to help you stretch your bandwidth, to widen your window of tolerance, to support you on a mind, body, soul level with practices daily that are designed to nourish you, to raise your vibration to support, to heal, and to alchemize some of those negative, heavy emotions that a lot of us are feeling, like anxiety, stress, worry, into something so much more supportive and productive for yourself, for your family, and of course, then for your global community. We do the inner work so that we can show up for what the outer world is asking of us, and that's what this is about. So follow the link, come and join us. This is completely free and it is my gift to you, my way of showing up in times like this. And I hope that you'll come and join us because we have over 200 people already joining this group and ready to go with seven days of emotional alchemy. Welcome to today's episode. Well, in the space of two weeks, what the heck has happened? I, it's just so wild. I can't even find the words for it, to be honest. COVID-19, coronavirus has struck the world. And I'm not actually going to comment on the particulars of all of that, I know that you've all been pouring over social media and news and all of that stuff. So you know what's going on. You've got your theories, maybe some conspiracy theories too. You've got your ideas, you've got your beliefs. I'm not going to go into any of that. It's not my job. I'm not an expert on that. I'm not going to tell you that you should self-isolate or that you shouldn't. I'm going to leave that to you to decide. That's something that only you can make a choice for you day by day. What I am here to do, though, is talk about how each of us shows up differently in the face of crisis, in the face of trauma, and that's essentially what we're experiencing right now. You might not feel like you're undergoing a traumatic experience, especially if you're relatively untouched by the virus itself, but we are all experiencing in some way, shape, or form 
a crisis, maybe losing jobs, maybe all of a sudden the kids are home, maybe somebody is sick in your life. So this is what I've been watching and witnessing throughout the week. I've been watching and witnessing everybody's different responses and reactions to this from my neighbor who is completely adamant that this is the most ridiculous thing that she has ever heard of. She's not afraid of catching it. She has no problem sitting on the bus next to somebody else. She's obviously going to be clean and hygienic, but she thinks this is all a conspiracy. To other people like my brother who's in New York and facing lockdown, who is telling me to take the kids out of school and to lock everything up and buy all the products and hide away and you know, really taking all the information out there seriously and heeding to it all. Then you have someone like me who is somewhere in the middle, you know, cautious and aware yet not extreme or overly anxious or stressed. Then you have the people out there that are completely flippant, especially in Australia, we have this sort of she'll be right attitude, everything will be okay and going about their normal lives. And that's just some of what I have heard and witnessed. There is so much more in terms of the scale or the scope of reactions and responses. And I'm just watching and witnessing and observing and leaning into these conversations and being willing to hear other people's opinions and sides and stories because like I said, I'm not an expert. I don't really know. I'm not very clear on the black and white here. I'm not sure there is a black and white. Uh, And I'm very respectful of some people's very passionate responses, especially when people are, you know, quite adamant that self-isolation and uh, lockdowns and quarantines in an extreme way is the only way. I I get it. I really do. I can understand why people are saying that. But what has been really interesting for me is to really sit with what's behind their reaction. So I'm going to start with me as an example. For the first month or so that this happened, maybe earlier on in the year, and it wasn't really a big deal in Australia, it was something that was happening in the rest of the world, I kind of was just a bit numb to it, a bit dissociated. And that is a form of a crisis response, a trauma response. A bit untouched, refusing to kind of pay attention, um, maybe being a little bit flippant and a little bit um, uh, scoffing at it a little bit. You know, this is ridiculous kind of attitude and I've seen that quite a few times over the last week and I can actually see it for what it really is it's a response to trauma it's a it's a crisis response and then I've also had conversations with people that are so um, terrified of what might happen they're stockpiling in a safe way and in a generous and kind way and they are taking their kids out of school and self-isolating and going straight into homeschooling and I listen to them and I think okay I really understand your perspective but what I can actually hear is that you're afraid and you're really worried and that's not a bad thing either and that fear and that worry and that anxiety is driving you to respond in these ways because these ways make you feel more in control. So here's the thing, right? When we are faced with trauma or crisis, just like this, on a global level, which is something that I've never experienced in my life, and I'm going to guess you haven't either, when we experience something like this, our nervous system immediately hits into sympathetic mode. 
our stress response kicks in immediately. It's called survival and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It allows us to focus on what we need to do. It allows us to save ourselves and our family in whatever way that might be. The thing with this though is everybody responds in a different way. If you think about it like this, when we hit our sympathetic nervous system response, we can move into fight, flight or freeze. So you've got the fighters out there, you've got the flighters, the people that are fleeing and you've got the people that are freezing. Let me break this down a little bit. Maybe you're a fighter. Maybe you are reading all the news, making sure you have all the information, checking the information frequently. Maybe you've pulled your children out of school, you've stockpiled, you are staying away from everybody, not touching anything, not going anywhere, not even leaving the house. Maybe that's your way of fighting. Or maybe on the other hand, your way of fighting is to fight against the information, fight against the guidance, to refuse to believe it. Then you've got those that are the flighters, the fleers. Maybe you're fleeing away from the information. Maybe you've literally fleed and you've taken yourself and your family away. Maybe you've gone to the country, gone to the bush. Maybe you've disconnected from all information out there. Maybe you're literally running away or physically or emotionally or energetically running away from this. That might mean you are burying yourself in work or projects or ignoring all conversations whenever they come up around COVID-19. And then you've got those that freeze, numb out, dissociate, feel neither here nor there about it, can't really get clear on what they feel or believe about this, perhaps choose to not pay any attention to it, or as I felt at a certain point, just quite numb, you know, not really um, able to absorb the humanity connected to this. That has changed a lot for me in the last few days, quite dramatically. I had a, a pivot point where the tears came out and I had this big shift and that's just kind of how it always happens for me. But maybe you're still there. Maybe you're still in a freeze state. So why am I presenting this to you? I'm presenting it to you because we are all in this together. And what that means is that we're going to have to work together and also be compassionate and understanding and respectful of the fact that we're all going to have different responses and beliefs around this. Whether you believe one thing or another, that doesn't matter because you can't force somebody else to believe that. You, you believe what you believe, you follow what you want to follow, you hope that other people maybe pay attention to what you have to share, but ultimately you do still have to respect love and care for everybody else around you, irrespective of what they believe, irrespective of how they respond, irrespective of what their response to this crisis is. I'm, I'm saying this because every time I log onto my Facebook, and I've had to take a few days off from it, I see these posts of people moving into judgment, shame and blame. Why are you not doing that? Why have you done this? I can't believe you're there at the beach. How selfish of you. Don't be ridiculous. This is nothing, guys. Stop being so extreme. The conversations are just like, whoa, everybody, deep breath. <sighs> deep breath. So when you're conversing with somebody, when you're tuning into something on social media, when there's an interaction that's related to this or anything else in your life, to be honest, try to ask yourself, could this be their response to this crisis from a nervous system perspective? 
Could this be how they are automatically hardwired to handle trauma? And as I've shared with you many times before, all these hardwirings, this comes from our childhood. This comes from the life that we experience as children. Sometimes we were born into that kind of nervous system response, dissociating, numbing out, running away, fighting back. It's not necessarily something to judge someone for because half the time, most of us don't even know that we're doing it. For example, my neighbor who was being really flippant the other day, and she's, she's an elderly woman. She was like, I'm going to get in the bus and sit next to whoever, and I'm going to go for a swim, and I don't care, and da-da-da. Maybe that's her way of coping. Maybe that's how her nervous system handles this. That doesn't mean it's wrong or right. That's just what she's doing. So rather than me go into attack mode or me go into a deep discussion with her about it, if she's open to talking about it more and us figuring it out together and dissecting it, great. But if she's not, it's not my job. It's not my job to change her because she's in a nervous system response. She's in a sympathetic mode survival response. And I have to respect and understand that that's her coping mechanism for now and that I've had a coping mechanism for the last week that saw me be quite numb and dissociated and a little flippant and then that shifted quite dramatically and that's just how it has to happen for people. It has to happen in their own time and in their own way. So I just wanted to share that with you because there's so much happening out there. There's so much media to consume, which by the way, please take with a grain of salt. Media is about making money as my beautiful friend Lorraine reminded us all on her webinar last week. And please be mindful of the conversations on social media. Please be mindful of where your attention is at. There's so much out there that is, oh, and my heart and my chest actually just aches thinking about it. We're all taking it all in and the fear and the anxiety is seeping into our cells and our DNA and our bones and our body and our energy system. So be mindful of that. And also with that attitude, that mindfulness, just be tender and compassionate with everybody else that they're also going through the same thing in their own way. Okay. We're human to human here. We have to lead with the heart, with respect and understanding. We have to send compassion to all for all of their attitudes and responses. Whether they have a reaction that you agree with or not, send them love, stay in compassion, be respectful and understanding of how they're choosing to respond. It most likely is not a conscious response. They're probably not deliberately saying, I am going to have this attitude towards it. It's just what their body and their mind is, re- is doing in automatic pilot mode. What you can do, though, is work on yourself. Make your decisions for your family. Set your intentions. Follow what feels right for you. Stay in your own lane. Do you. Pay attention to the information that feels right to you. And then look after your health your well-being, your emotional well-being, your mental health. Care about yourself and your family in a way that's going to get you through this. And that's what this seven days of emotional alchemy is for that I've created, to help you stretch into the bandwidth required to cope with this, to help you be able to show up daily to the anxiety and the intensity and the worry to help you be there for your children and your partners who are maybe now working from home and in your space all the time or that have lost their jobs or maybe you have too. To help you cope with not seeing loved ones in the same way that you used to before. 
to help you feel better, to feel more positive, to raise your vibration, to stay connected to the truth that all will be okay. Stay in love. We will ride this. That's what this program has been created for because I want you to be able to feel into the core of your being and that resilient, strong, powerful self that you are and use that to help you get through this. And to stay in a state that is not overwhelmed and overladen and overridden with fear because that doesn't help you. That doesn't help you homeschool your children or get through times without work or handle the chaos in the shops. That doesn't help. Fear doesn't help you. It doesn't help anybody else. It doesn't contribute to clarity of mind so you can make the right decisions and set the right intentions. So I hope that that has landed. I wanted to keep this really short and sweet for you. There's already so much content for you to absorb out there. There's so many people doing beautiful things, free programs, free meditations, cheaper offerings. There's an abundance of stuff for you to dig your teeth and into and your heart and your mind and your soul for that matter. And I know it can be overwhelming. So don't feel like you have to dive into everything straight away, but just know that there's so much out there to support you right now. So take it and run with it. And just remember that all will be okay. Lead with your heart, stay in compassion, keep your head screwed on, be smart and be safe. I hope you will follow the link, come and join me in the seven days of emotional alchemy program. Whoever is in there will have a chance to win a free one-on-one coaching session with myself. I'll also be offering some discounted rates for programs and meditation albums as well. And we'll see what happens after the week. It might lead us into a beautiful, powerful, intentional, sacred group that supports each other through this experience. And like I said, there's over 220, I think, at the moment. Absolutely blown away by the amount of people that have joined this and that are willing to alchemize their emotions into into something more powerful and supportive and loving. I can't wait to see you in there. So sending you and your family so much love and light and support and healing, clarity, consciousness, courage, and just to know that you are loved and held always. Thank you for tuning in and I will be with you again very soon. I am just one mama on the path to work and I hope that you'll choose to wake up with me too. Love and light to you, beautiful one.